0: You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. I'm Bill Powers. It's Mining Stock Education. Thanks for tuning in. And in today's show, I'm going to talk about finding a mentor, becoming a mentor, and some dynamics in regards to the mentor-mentee relationship. I've gotten emails over the years from listeners asking about how to find a mentor they listen to a show like this and they're just on their own engaging in this idea of mining stocks and resource investing and they're lacking in relationships and they're lacking in a relationship with somebody that knows a whole lot more than they do in regards to this and so they sense that void and i've got a couple emails where they're like how do i go about getting a mentor I've received emails that explicitly ask for mentorship. And so the goals of today's episode will be for the explaining of some of the dynamics of the mentor-mentee relationship and to help set realistic expectations for both yourself and a potential mentor, as well as to encourage you to mentor others, whatever stage of life you're at, there's always someone below you, so to speak, that you could pour into, that you could teach, that you could equip. There's a psychologist by the name of Eric Erickson, and my wife and I studied him a good 20 or so years ago, early on in our marriage. And he has the eight stages of psychosocial development. And through these development stages, he teaches, you need to successfully progress in order to mature and move on to to accomplish the next healthy stage of progression. And one of his last stages, or his second to last stage, is the stage of generativity versus stagnation. And he puts this usually between the ages of 40 and 65. And assuming you went through the prior six stages successfully, once you get to this stage, are you contributing to others? Are you stagnating and not contributing to others? Or are you being generative and reproducing and taking what you've accomplished or what you know and communicating it to somebody else. And so becoming a mentor, when I'm talking about becoming a mentor or pouring into somebody else, it goes with the understanding and the belief that it's better to give than to receive. And in a selfish culture, that kind of goes against the grain, but this is part of the worldview from which I communicate this. It's better to give than to receive. And one could say, well, that's an altruistic motivation. Nobody... Acts out of and thinks and initiates 100% out of an altruistic motivation. But I can tell you that there's nothing more satisfying than helping make somebody else's dreams come true. And that's the true motive or the purest motive of somebody, a mentor, that would want to contribute to somebody else's life. Now, when you think about a mentor and you're in pursuit of one, if you're the mentee in pursuit of a mentor, you have to understand the psychology of a mentor, or most mentors, those that I've at least encountered and had as my mentor, they're looking for a return on investment, ROI. So even when you have an altruistic motivation, you're looking for a return on your invested time, on your invested effort. Who wants to simply be the hamster on the hamster wheel, even through beneficial good deeds to where it produces nothing. If you're going to invest your time and your effort, you're going to want to see that multiplied. You're going to want to see that received and put into use. So remember this. Even if you encounter somebody with an altruistic motivation, they're looking for a return on their invested time. There was somebody that came to me for advice some years ago in the nonprofit sector, and they were about to embark on something that I had previously done. And as I was talking to them, I was giving Them some advice, but I could tell that they weren't really paying attention or listening or fully understanding the significance of what I was telling them. Having come from my own experience, I gave them a book in regards to what I thought they needed to learn. And both my wife and I noticed that they were not that receptive. (laughs) And so when they asked for us to support them financially in their nonprofit work, we did. But I can tell you that I. I support them at a rate significantly less than others I support. Not that I don't believe in what they're doing. It's even when I'm looking to invest with an altruistic motive or I'm looking to give charitable dollars, I want to make sure that I'm getting a return on my effort, my time, my money invested. So understand that first. And in a business situation, a mentor is going to look for a return on their invested time and effort in terms of the employee that they develop. I remember when I was running a construction company now over 10 years ago, and I hired a guy in his young 20s who had been in manual labor and construction. He was very good with siding, and he was very good with framing. So he understood the business from that point of view, but he made low 20000 ish for a whole year's worth of work. He had a new wife. They were expecting a child on the way. They had declared bankruptcy like two years before. And so in that situation... I looked at him, he had a lot of raw potential, and I told him what he needed to do. And I said, if, if you listen to me, and you implement these things that I'm telling you, I think you can make a lot of money with us. And so in those first six months, I told him, you get Brian Tracy's The Psychology of Selling. It was a CD, you can get the book, but you also get the CD. And since you have no sales experience, and you're going to be a project manager for us, I want you to listen to continually Brian Tracy's The Psychology of Selling over and over and over again. Don't listen to any music in your car for at least the first month of working for us. I want you to listen to this over and over and over again. And then I gave him some other tips. I would talk to him at least an hour a day debriefing with him about everything he was doing. And then after that first six months of training, he made more money than he had ever made (laughs) uh, working in framing, and then in his first full year with us, he made $140,000. And that was because he was willing to learn, and he was open to feedback. And so obviously, I got a return on my investment financially by what I poured into him. I reap the benefits of that personally in my bank account, but that's the way you look at it. When you're in business, you want to return on your investment. If you have altruistic motivations, you still want to return on your investment. So that brings us to the self of self-assessment. If you're looking for a mentor, you got to ask yourself, are you fit? This is what one of my mentors taught me a while ago. F is for faithful, I is for interested, and T is for teachable. Are you faithful, interested, and teachable? Are you fit? Are you investable? Are you worth the time of the mentor? Do you have a good attitude? Are you committed? Will you sacrifice if you're challenged? Can you be corrected? Are you humble? I had a mentor... Once And it was more of a formal relationship. And I remember we would meet together once a month. This mentorship had to do more with my personal life and my marriage and how I was running my family. And so when we would meet together for like two, three hours, he would ask some very probing questions and he would challenge me. And I remember one time when I was like just exhausted and had some stresses and and anxieties I was dealing with. And then he was pouring it on, challenging me on some things that I needed to change in my life. And I can tell you at that moment, I was about like being pushed to the edge just that particular day. And then I could tell he perceived it and he backed off and he said, okay, you know, that'll be good enough for today. You know, all of us can only take so much, but I'm bringing that up to say this, that a good mentor... Is going to push you a good mentor is going to be saying are you receptive? Are you worth their time? So if you're looking for somebody to pour into you, you have to ask yourself. Are you fit? Are you faithful interested And teachable? And if you want to receive something from somebody My philosophy is that you know, people say become the change you want to see, right? Well, if you want a mentor, who are you mentoring? Who are you sowing into if you're at level six in something? Well, you want to be mentored by an eight a nine or a ten? Well, go find a 2, a 3, or a 4 and help teach them what you know so that they can become a 6 as you endeavor to become an 8 and then a 9 and then a 10. So sow into others what you want to reap in your life as well. But have realistic expectations when it comes to mentorship because unmet expectations yield offenses and result in disappointments. And so you have to expect something realistic from this potential relationship. Don't expect something from a mentor that they're not offering. I've received emails from people that asked me to mentor them in terms of reading company financials and recently one of my responses was like I'm not even your guy for that. <laughs> that's not number 1, that's not what I'm offering and number 2, I'm far from an expert in that. There's people that teach only this. In fact, as I pointed as I said when I responded, I said, "Listen, I when I had to learn about the discounted cash flow method, and the time value of money. I said I watch so many videos on YouTube because there's people just doing great whiteboard teachings for free you can watch on YouTube. And then I I took some paid-for online courses on how to read financial statements, and I'm no expert by any means. But the point is, I went to the person that was an expert in those things And got what I needed from them so but don't expect something from a mentor if that's not what they're offering or that's not what their area of expertise is and realize no no one person will give you everything that you need and someone could be an expert in some area in which you want to emulate them but there could be other areas of their life where perhaps there's some quirks or some other issues where you don't want to follow them so just know what you want from the person that you're seeking out as a mentor and you can receive in that area and mentorship is seasonal it may not be a lifelong thing it may be a 6 month thing it could be a 6 year thing i remember mentors i had in my marriage when i was uh, seeking out marriage mentors and over the years when i when i got to a place i no longer looked to that person for mentorship i never disrespected them Or minimize their contribution to my life. But it was just a season to where when you're fully matured, not that I'm perfect by any means, but when you reach a certain level of proficiency or experience that you can grow out of that stage of mentorship. And mentorship doesn't have to be formal. It could be organic. And so I've been in both organic and formal mentorship, mentee relationships. Realize this too. When you see something in a mentor or someone that you want to pursue for a relationship because you want to learn of them. You have to realize that leaders have different circles of influence and intimacy. Now, if you look at the leadership model of Jesus when you study the New Testament, you'll see that he interacted with the crowds. He'd sit down on the side of a mountain, and he would teach to thousands upon thousands of people. Then he had the 70, where you read passages to where, when he wanted to send people out with his message and in his mission, he sent out 70. And then he had the 12 disciples that were with him all the time. And then of the twelve, there were three, Peter, James, and John, that were closer to him that he would take into certain more intimate experiences that the other twelve didn't even get to experience. So understand that whereas the thousands and the seventy and the twelve and then the three all had interactions with Jesus, there was some that had closer interactions. And so you have to understand where you are in that circle of influence or intimacy with a specific mentor that you may be seeking out. And you have to be content with, with where you are, right? Because if they're letting you into their life, don't expect to be one of the three, the closest that gets the best of everything and gets to see the man when all of his guards are down in settings nobody else has seen. You may, you, that may not be what's in store for you, but if you're just part of the seventy. Just be grateful for that and learn what you can in that setting. And how do you get around potential mentors, right? I told you I've gotten emails, people saying, how do I get a mentor? How can I get in a relationship from somebody more experienced than I can learn of? Well, get up off the couch and move. Get up and move. A car needs to be moving to change direction. Otherwise, it's going to be dry steering to no avail. Attend conferences, go to the events, go to the places that have the experts, that have the the people that could potentially be a relationship that could be of benefit to you. Begin to rub shoulders with people who have the success that you desire. And then from there, something organic could emerge. And it doesn't have to be formal. It could just be organic. And if you're interacting and it comes across like you're fit, you're faithful, interested, teachable, that's going to be what a mentor somebody that's looking to sew into somebody else that's what they're going to be that's what they're going to notice it could open up a business opportunity to where they say oh, i'm going to mentor you because you could come work for me for a season you listen to people like giant bandari of anarcho capital who's been on the show my friend brian lenny interviewed him uh, within the last six months on the show and the way he got into the business is he had mentors of rick rule And then he had a mentor of Frank Holmes with U.S. Global. And so those were his mentors. And now he's a self-directed investor in the resource space. And he's an advisor. And when you listen to his testimony, he talks about the mentors. If you listen to Rick Roll when he was younger, he talks about some very wealthy, influential, knowledgeable men that helped him get to where he was. And so anybody that's anybody, if they're honest, none of us are a one-man show. We didn't make it on our own. I've heard some people even in the resource sector talk about basically like the guys that you thought were so great in the resource sector, yeah, they're getting old. The new generations coming up and we're a little smarter than they are. Like you never disrespect your mentors. It gets you nowhere. So you want to honor those that have gone before you. Learn from them even if you think you can do it better cuz maybe you can't really do it better, but even in your mind if you think you can do it better, just honor those that have gone before you. So you're just interacting, you're off the couch you're at the events where the, the people that you want to be around are and perhaps the right person will see that you're fa- faithful, interested, teachable. And one of the things that is that a mentor potential mentor will consider is whether you value them and what they've already put out there if you have known about them. And you can do this without being awkward or insincere flattery. You know, sometimes I've received emails and the email... It'll be all about the person sending the email and self-centeredness is a huge turnoff to a potential mentor and you can't ignore this point in your written or spoken communication. Don't lead with what you want. When I was in the construction business, we would tell the project managers, don't go into the house with commission breath because they're going to smell that. It's going to be all about you, but go in there, try to figure out what their problem is, and then try to solve their problem. And in doing that, it's focused on the person And hopefully you have the product, you got the crew, you got the expertise at the right price, and you can win the business. And you get the commission, and you can feed your family. But if you go in there leading with what you want, you want, you know, they don't care. They didn't invite you into the house for that reason. It's what's in it for them. That needs to be your mentality. And so I've received emails, and the first line of the email is, what the person wants. And then maybe the person just talks about themselves. And I will tell you that, 95% of the time, you're not going to get anywhere if that's how you lead. But if you lead showing that you value the person you're reaching out to, and again, I'm not talking about insincere flattery or being awkward, but if you mention something specific that that person has shared and why it's been an impact to you and how that has changed your perspective or contributed to your life or helped you solve a problem, that lets the person, the potential mentor you're approaching, know that you take seriously that you value what they offer and it's not just a specific oh i appreciate this general thing about you no i appreciate this specifically and they teach you this by the way in good sales training classes especially when you're doing cold calling business to business or if you're applying for a job if you're appla- if you're applying for a job you have better have researched what that company is trying to accomplish and then you lead with your resume, marketing your resume according to what that company is trying to accomplish and how you can help that company accomplish what they want. So these are just some tips, you know, just some ideas that you can consider if you're wanting to be mentored and get into a relationship. How you come across is crucial. Are you fit? Are you worth their time? Are they sensing that you that you value them or is it all about you? Because self-centeredness is a huge turnoff to a potential mentor. So just to recap with some final thoughts, focus on becoming faithful, interested and teachable and have a sincere, honest conversation with yourself and assess yourself if you are really teachable in particular. <laughs> Will you stay interested? Will you be faithful to do the assignments if the mentor gives you them? If someone comes to me and they want to be mentored because I have such limited time because I'm my kids are my focus and some other relationships, you know what you do to, to test that as a mentor with a potential mentee? You give them an assignment and you see if they do it. You see if they do it promptly and you see if they do it with excellence. And so someone comes to you and they say, I want you to, would you be able to help me? It seems like you have some level of success. Would you be able to help me discern what I should do with my life? Well, what you do is you give them a pertinent book to read that that you would know. You give them an assignment you can even have them write like a three to five page paper on that book, giving them specific questions to answer, and you see if they do it. And if they don't do that, then they're not worth your time. But if they do do that and they do it well, then aha, this person's faithful, interested and teachable. They could be worth my time. Then you go from there. And so it can just develop organically. But that that's how I go about it. That's how a lot of people I know, they're going to test you in some way. They're not just going to say, OK, let's do it. They're going to test you and see how you respond. But put yourself in situations where potential mentors will be. Have realistic expectations of a potential mentor. Organic mentoring relationships will likely form. Take initiative with potential mentors when appropriate. You can take that initiative when appropriate and at the right time. And don't forget, even as you're seeking to be mentored, seek to mentor others along the journey. Just some of my thoughts in response to a couple emails I've received recently. Wish you all the best with your resource investing journey, especially as we go into the latter part of 2023. This is Bill Powers with Mining Stock Education signing off.